Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. Job tells us that man who is born of a woman is few of days and full of trouble. David spoke about walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Jesus said, in this world you will have tribulation. And this week on the broadcast, we've been talking about dark providences. And so far, we've seen that God is in absolute control over every part of our lives, not just the good, but the bad also. As Job said, the Lord gave, the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We've also seen that God has given us the scripture and the church to specifically help us through our dark providences. Just real quickly, I just we feel so strongly about the significance of the church that we're going to do a, a little series on the church starting next week. Mm-hmm. Um, please don't underestimate the significance of the church, not just during dark provinces, but for all of life. And so. If you've kind of been wondering about, well, what is the role of the church? Why is it important? Why is it significant? That is what we're going to tackle um, in the mm-hmm. weeks to come. So please join us for those. Good plug. I'm so excited for those that series, actually. Um, so Scripture helps us. The church helps us, as Russ was just saying. Now, today we're asking the question, how does the gospel help us through these dark providences? And so this, this might seem basic about where we're going to start, but I've encountered so many Christians that have been confused on what the gospel is. So brothers, quickly, can you show us how the historical facts of the gospel is a different thing than our response to the gospel? Um, well, first of all, when we talk about the gospel, we're talking about events. We're talking about events that took place in history that are recorded in Scripture, um, promised by God uh, in the Old Testament and fulfilled by Christ in the New. Uh, the word gospel simply means good news. Um, news is a description of events, things that happened. Uh, Christ went to the cross, died for our sins. And uh, if you want a little a capsule of the nice little biblical capsule of the gospel, look at 1 Corinthians 15, those opening verses of 1 Corinthians uh, 15, um, for I'm going to pass on to you, says Paul, what I received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, that he appeared to Cephas, and then to, then he goes on to describe various um, resurrection appearances of Jesus. Paul's talking about news of events. That's right. And our response to that, our response to those uh, those events is to repent of our rebellion against God and to believe. So when we talk about the gospel helping us in in dark providences, we're not talking about our faith, uh, properly speaking. We're not talking about our repentance. We're talking about the events of which Jesus did for us, right? We're we're talking about really 
who God is and what God has done. Um, that's really what the source of our, our strength and hope is in the midst of, of dark, providen- dark providences. And really where our faith comes in is really a continuing to believe in the person and work of Jesus Christ on behalf of his people. And that's the struggle of faith that we've kind of made reference to in the last week. Our faith is not what gets us through. Our faith is, is really what continues to hold on to that which is true, yes. which yes. is the, the gospel reality of the fact that we were helpless in our sins, that God sent his son to live a perfect life that we could not live and die a death that we deserved in our place so that we might have the forgiveness of sins, that we might have a new resurrection life beginning now into eternity. And, and so it's that that we need to continually remind ourselves of of the great work of God on behalf of his people. Yes, think of the, think one of the great promises, and there, of course there's so many, but, and we've already mentioned it in, in this series several times, but one of the greatest promises of Jesus is in John's Gospel, chapter 16 and verse 33. Jesus said, in the world you will have tribulation. Wow, thank God for the honesty of Jesus. Um, it's not rainbows and unicorns and, you know, everything's going to be fine if you, you know, just believe in me and you'll never experience pain. No. He said, in this world, you will have tribulation. He's simply being realistic. In this world, you will have tribulation, but take heart. In other words, have courage, have hope, uh, have faith, take heart. I have overcome the world. And you see what he just did? He, he grounded our hope in dark time, our hope in tribulation. Is gra- Jesus, what he did is he grounded it in the gospel. I have overcome the world. Well, how did Christ overcome the world? He defeated death by passing through death, defeated the power of the world, the flesh, and the devil in his death on the cross and his resurrection victory. Amen. And because of that, we take heart. Yes. So let's get really specific for our uh, listeners, because if if you if there any if you guys are anything like me, then what happens often is when I get into a dark providence, I don't know what to think of specifically. I know <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> no, we're not like you, Josh. No, no, no not really at all. <laughs> not really at all. <laughs> oh, I walked right into that one. Um, Let's let's look at specific elements of the gospel and and kind of isolate them and say okay, how how can this specific element help me in a dark providence? So, for instance, J. Gresham Machen, uh, the starter of Westminster East uh, and the OPC, uh, on his deathbed, he said, "I thank God for the active obedience of Christ." Now he was drawing on the active obedience of Christ through the dark providence of death. Hmm. How can Christ? active obedience help us in our dark providence? I think for me, it's the dark providences that sometimes can make living out my faith more difficult. Um, There's fears, there's doubts, there's uncertainties. Um, But then you come back to the active obedience of Christ and say, but I'm not secure because I constantly am in am who I'm supposed to be. Yes. I'm not secure because I'm living uh, a faith-filled, consistent, 
um, Christian life, um, in my doubts and fears and uncertainties, I can look and say, but Christ never doubted. Mm -hmm. Christ was never afraid. Christ was always true and always obedient in my place. And so I rest upon his sufficiency Mm -hmm. and his merits. Yes. When mine fail, um, Mm -hmm. when mine are are weak and and, um, are struggling. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, just accentuate that just a little bit. Um, in our trials, oftentimes our, our sin comes out most. Mm-hmm. Yes. And sure. then that conviction can follow, oh, not only am I in this hard trial, but now I'm seeing how great of a sinner I actually am. Mm-hmm. Thank God for the act of obedience of Christ. Yes. Uh, thank God that, that Jesus earned my righteousness for me, that my righteousness is not what saves me. It's Jesus is imputed to me. Yes. It's well, so easy. And, and, well, I was just going to say, don't, don't forget that there is an accuser at work, and, who to, and, as, and particularly our accuser, the evil one, Satan, is at work when we are under, under a burden of darkness, when we are suffering, uh, when we are discouraged, when we are down. And one of his accusations will be, God has abandoned you because you're not good enough. Or some failure in your life, some sin has led. You know what? And we may have fallen in a hole of sin that led to our pain. That sometimes that happens. Mm-hmm. But even then, not even then, especially then, I am hidden in the righteousness of Christ. I have died to sin. I, I, I am a new creation in Christ because of what He did for me on the cross, and. Sin has absolutely no hold on me. Uh, accusation has no hold on me. Guilt has no hold on me. Uh, we, we almost need to, we need to, th- those are the moments we need to preach the gospel to ourselves mm-hmm. and, and be reminded of who we are in Christ. Well, it's in those moments that it's so easy to turn our eyes inward. Yes. We, we become either bitter or woe is me. Um, and really, it's, it's pride life becomes all about who we are yes or if we've been the cause of our own pain then it's this guilt and it's at those moments that we we need the act of obedience of Christ and say okay it's not about me it's 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 about Jesus Christ it's about his worth it's about his work um and turn our eyes away from us and and back to where they need to be well let's make it really personal then at the end of this program as we're going through dark providence one of the elements of the gospel that's so precious is our union with Christ. So how does our union with Christ help us in those dark providences? I think the reality is that if we understand that Jesus Christ underwent all of this suffering, and um, Philippians 3 would say, I want to know Christ, and the power of his resurrection. Um, but it goes on to talk about and to know his sufferings. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a sweet grace for God to bring us into these dark provinces so that he can reveal more of himself mm. and that he's allowing us to be, if you will, um, or become more aware of our un- union with Jesus Christ in, in the midst of the, the difficulties and struggles and trials of life. And if we begin to see this not as something negative, but something very positive, that mm-hmm. it's in those moments that I think we can see Christ more clearly. 
and experience our union and communion with him more 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 sweetly more tenderly um, that I think we can begin to to experience them differently yeah and it's something that you don't ever want to be glib about um, but you know Paul's language it's it's a privilege even to to share the sufferings of Christ and our union with Christ means that because he came into the world to suffer that ever since then no one who is united with him suffers alone and we have a friend and companion in that suffering who is almighty and sovereign and who has already won the victory. And we are united. We, t- we talked in an earlier show about the image of the body. And when one part suffers, all suffer together. We are part of the body of Christ. Christ is our head. And we not only suffer along with our, our brothers and sisters in a healthy body, suffer with us but in in a wonderful and and mysterious way christ suffers with us and we share in his sufferings uh as paul says and and russ quoted a moment ago um and there's just a wonderful assurance in that uh that i'm not alone and not only i have my brothers and sisters in christ with me i'm i'm united to christ and he knows my suffering he's he's not immune to it he's he's been there we have this great promise in romans 6 just to to end right there russ or phil uh, for if we have been united with him in a death like his we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his amen uh, you've been listening to the gospel for life if you miss any of these broadcasts on dark providences we would uh, encourage you to go back and listen to them or if you know someone who's suffering and, and doesn't understand how this works with the Bible and with the gospel and with God just have them subscribe to the gospel for life um, and we hope to see you next time as we talk about the church 